0: Good morning. good morning. Good morning. It is good to gather up with each other and uh, praise His name and, and uh, dig into His Word, communicate with our God. What a, what a great day. And I just want to say thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for uh, choosing Beecher Island as the doors to walk through, even if it's the 100,000th time that you walk through those doors. Thank you for coming into these doors and what a blessing it is to gather with each one of you as brothers and sisters in Christ. It is good. As I always say, Beecher Island, if you don't know, is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. We sure try to strive to teach His truth and nothing else. And, and uh, uh, just as I said in class this morning, if I'm messing that up, Come tell me, come tell me, because we want to stand in his truth and and be about him 100% and and not about self, not about our way, not about what we think is good, but what God knows is good. And that's what we're going to stand in. So a couple of things this morning. uh, Jeff already mentioned it. Resurrection Sunday. Uh, Doors are going to be closed here. Uh, You can knock all you want, but they won't be open. Okay, so come join us in the race. So that way you don't. Waste your time knocking on this door. Ah. Here's what I'm going to tell you about it, though. I want to be serious about inviting people to come. It's a little less uh, intimidating, maybe. Maybe you know some people that used to go to church. They they have a relationship. They know Jesus. They, they know that God is good, but maybe they haven't been coming to church in a long time. Maybe they stepped away from from, from gathering up with others. What an opportunity it is to take this opportunity to invite them to come to a non-church building gathering. Their excuse is the church walls. Their excuse is gone. So invite them to come. And, and grab a card. But more than that, be praying for Be praying that God puts on your heart who you need to be invited to. What what a what a statement it would make for people in our community if we packed that facility. If we packed that facility because we weren't scared to invite somebody, and we didn't just, hey, you know what? There's this thing going on, you know. What? You can no, hey, Resurrection Sunday. I'm saving a seat for you, and then call on the night before. Hey, I just want to remind you, I'm saving a seat for you. Be intentional about inviting them. And I'm not just trying to make this thing big. I want to be about the kingdom of God. And I want to make sure that we're inviting people to come and gather. Come and hear the word of Christ. Maybe remember their relationship and help in that. And so I just want to encourage you to be uh, passionate about praying for people and inviting people. There's cards back there. Jeff already said it. There, there's these cards. It's an invitation. It has the date on it, the time on it. It doesn't have an name on it. It doesn't have any church's name on it. This is not about the church. It's about the kingdom. And so invite people. Invite people to come and be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, um, it's going to be good. I'm excited. I'm excited. So the second thing I want to talk about was. Uh, We talk about baby dedications, dedicating our children uh, to God, Uh, and and as a church coming together to do that. I've had a a couple of people ask if if we can do that, so I just want to make a Sunday of of children dedications. I'm not going to say baby, children dedications. It's not baptism, it's dedicating our children, just as we've taught, to God, and we're We're promising in that, that as parents, we're going to raise our children to know the Lord. And as a church, we're promising to help those parents and that child to know the Lord also. And we're going to help them through their life. Not just the day they're dedicated, but as their life continues. And uh, we will continue to encourage them. So, here's my thought. April 16th. April 16th, I don't know why that day, but that day, okay? Because that day works. (laughs) April 16th, we're going to do a a church-wide child dedication. If you would like to be a part of that, please let me know. Uh, We're not just talking about babies. If if you would like to dedicate your child, they can't be grown and married, okay? (laughs) But if you would like to donate, donate, dedicate your child. please <laughs> stop raising your hands no dedicate your child to God April 16th write it down invite your family invite people to come and be a part of this because this is important that hey you know what we're taking that step to not just not just come to church not just uh, uh, you know do whatever but we're coming to. Be committed to raising our kids in the way of the Lord. Not that you're not already. Not what I'm saying, but that we're gonna we're gonna make a uh, statement about it. So April 16th, right on your calendars. Be a part of it. Uh, let me know if you'd like to dedicate your children that day. All right. Well, we uh, we wrapped up Nehemiah last week, and um, I was kind of lost this week, to be honest with you. Uh, where am I going? What am I going to do? I had to do some praying uh, for the Lord to guide me in, in where to and where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be teaching. And, and, and so uh, I just felt like as we approach Resurrection Sunday, we're going to talk about a few accounts that Jesus had journey to the cross. Uh, I don't know why I chose what I chose today, but I do know because God said this is where we're going to be. So um, turn to me to Luke. Luke chapter 22, uh, it, it's just as, as Jesus' journey to the cross, and I, I want to talk about a few things leading up to this, and, and so we're going to talk about a few of those accounts, but uh, before I talk about and read Luke uh, chapter 22 and some verses in there, I'll, I'll, I'll get to, to where we're going to be, but I want to make sure that we understand the setting. Jesus is talking with his disciples and uh, I want to make sure that we don't put the disciples at a level that is above us. Because they're not. They were human, just like us. They messed it up. (laughs) They sinned. They got it wrong. They argued. They got it right, too. Once in a while, they got it right. They, they, They knew what was right. They love, they're just like us. And so before we jump into this, I just want to make sure that we're putting the disciples as humans, as men, just like you and I, human beings. You see, the disciples had just sat down for the last Passover and they had just eaten that with Jesus and and then Jesus puts the Lord's Lays out the Lord's Stop. He talks about his body and his blood, and he sets the new covenant in place. Well, tells them that it's coming. This had to be an amazing conversation that, that took place to, to hear Jesus lay all this out, but, but it had to leave the, the disciples speechless, but also scratching their head. What are you saying? And then in Luke, we have this account of this argument that takes place. The disciples start arguing amongst each other about who is the greatest. Just right after this middle with Jesus. You know, uh, this, this argument, every time I think about it, though, I... Think about my own girls and the way that they have uh, arguments about maybe who is the favorite. <laughs> they always hate to point their fingers at Casey because she's the youngest. Which <clears throat> it's not her fault. She's the youngest. No. I'm going to tell you a little secret about what happens in our house, and I, I have one daughter here, and so she's going to learn this secret, but. Christy tells each one of them that they are her favorite. Just don't tell their sisters. So, <laughs> no, it's, it's good, right? It, uh, it, it, but it, it becomes a point of contention. I know that in my family and my brothers, it was a point of contention. I, I mean, really, I, I hope that I don't care who's the favorite uh, amongst my brothers. I know that I am. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> we all... Hopefully, as parents, we love each one of our children just the same as the next. Just like God loves each one of you. No favorites. Or maybe we can say, we're all his favorite. Right? Just as my girls or Christie says, You're all my favorite. Just don't tell your sister. We're all, we're all favorites of God. And here these disciples are having an argument of who is the greatest. So, if you will, Luke chapter 22, verses 24 through 30 is where we're going to be. And we're going to talk about this a little bit. Luke chapter 22, 24 through 30. Now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. And he said to them, The king of the Gentiles exercises lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. But not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you. As the one who serves. But you are those, but you are those who have continued with me in my trial, and I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my Father bestowed one upon me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on the throne judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Amen, amen. Let's go in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that we have it so readily available to read. God, we have these accounts. And we're so blessed by them. Sometimes we struggle in wrapping our minds around why it's laid out the way it is. Why these things took place. God, we can learn from every one of these accounts. And I pray that our hearts are open to learn from that, that our hearts are open to learn from your word and grow closer to you in it. And father, I just thank you so much that we have. it. Lord, help us to lay aside everything that is not of you right now, the things of this world, the things of our day, the things that we have to take care of. Let's just lay them down and focus on you right now, father, and your relationship that we have with you. And God, I just thank you for that, and I just pray that our hearts are open, our ears are attentive, and our minds are calmed to just be able to hear you and hear your word. God, thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So he starts out here talking about the benefactor. What's a benefactor? It's one who, who, a person who gives money or other help to a person or cop. You know, uh, I think he was making a point here. You see, Jesus uh, was saying it's just a title. Rule bullies. They had a name of goodness, but no, no personal characteristics to match what they were called. And Jesus was pointing out that this is not what it looks like to be a follower of him. Not at all. Those who would be great would take the place of the younger. He he points it out to him. And and those who would be leaders should humble themselves to serve others. Jesus was laying out the opposite of the traditional way. It's probably still the traditional way today that he was pointing out. He was saying, no longer should it be the younger that's inferior of the older. And no one should put themselves above another or put them under another. And I think in Christ we forget that. No one is better than another and no one is beneath another. Especially in Christ. See, Jesus gives this example in verse 27. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as the one who serves. Jesus was the greatest one sitting at the table by a long shot. (laughs) He was the greatest one sitting at the table, and yet he says, I'm sitting at the table to serve. I think most of the world would much rather be a guest at the table than to serve the table. Now I know that here at Beecher Island, there is a great heart to serve. I mean, there was already people back there for the potluck already preparing stuff. Everybody already prepared stuff this morning. Right? A a servant heart. And and after the potluck here that we're gonna eat, and if you didn't bring food, come to the meal. I'm not picking on you, okay? Come to the meal. You can be a guest at the table. But people will serve, right? uh, There's a young man who uh, I see often at the end of our potlucks back there washing dishes. And maybe some of you pick on him for it. And I'm going to tell you, it's your turn to wash dishes today, okay? No, a servant heart, right? We have some servant hearts in this church. And it's amazing, it's amazing that that we have that. That's what he was pointing out, right? But you see, uh, my question is: Is do we have a heart to serve, even when it's not our gift, even though it's not our gifted area to serve? Are we willing to go back there and wash the dishes? Because every one of us are gifted in that area. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Don't tell my wife that. But no. <laughs> We're all gifted in that, right? We can all do service work for the Lord. And sometimes it's washing dishes or sometimes it's praying with somebody. But it's all still service work. See, uh, Jesus served man in every way. In every way Jesus served. He, he came as a servant of men. And all who would follow him must imitate him what he calls us to do. John, 3 uh, John 1.11, it says, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. Who are we imitating? But I also want to point out what Jesus said in Luke 6:40. He said, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. That kind of hit me this week. Because are we allowing ourselves to be trained and molded by the perfect teacher? Or are we allowing ourselves to be trained and molded by this world? By social media, by TV. Think about it. You see, are we picking up the Bible and allowing His teachings to mold us and to teach us? Are we actually reading? Seeking His Word out? Are we reading it every day, maybe multiple times a day, seeking out His teachings? Seeking out the Holy Spirit that is within us. Because he says, if you confess me, the Holy Spirit abides in you. Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us so that we can learn from his word. I hear people say, well, I just don't understand it. Well, keep reading. It's okay. It's okay. I don't understand it all either. It's okay. Keep reading it, though. Don't set it down because you can't understand it. Keep reading it. Keep reading you see, if we never give the teacher time, how are we going to learn anything from him? If we never allow ourselves to pick up his word and read it, how can we know who he is? If we fill our day with everything else, but no time to read his word, guess what we're molded by? Guess what we, we learn by? How do we How do we change our heart? change our heart by learning who Jesus is and imitating him? You see because how do we find the courage to step out and serve or maybe we've never served before? how, how, do, we, how do we step out and listen to the Holy Spirit putting things on our heart to serve? If we never give time besides Sunday mornings to read God's word, how will we ever know how to imitate? You see, Jesus said, yet I am among you as the one who serves. He absolutely has shown us how to serve. How to love. Church, I, I want to be passionate about seeking his word so that we can understand what it means when he says we are to serve. You see, it's not just about action. But it's a heart thing. It's a heart thing too. Is our heart open to serve those who we don't feel need served? Or maybe don't deserve be served. Because that's who Jesus served. That's who He, that's who he ate with. That's who He loved them. That's who He healed. See, Jesus said, yet I am among you as the one who serves. And Jesus goes on to tell His disciples in verse 20, He says, but you are those who have continued with me in my trials. Think about that statement. What a statement that Jesus makes here. He says, you've been with me. You've seen what I've gone through. I've told you what was going to come and you've stuck with me. You you have been here. John 16, 33 says, these things I've spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. You see, He poured out peace in all His disciples just as He tells us we will have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. (laughs) Let me tell you, when you come to Jesus and you want to stick around, you're going to face trials. You're going to face struggles. You're going to face the enemy trying to pull you away from Jesus. You're going to find some derailments. But I want you to know that you can have peace in all that. You can have peace in all that time. And, and, and <clears throat> when we understand that peace that Jesus is talking about, we can understand James 1.12. James 1.12 says, My brethren, counted all joy when they fall into various trials. 1 Peter 1.6 says in, in this You greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. The disciples got to see all those trials that Jesus went through. And they're going to experience extreme trials in their near future. Listen to what God's word also says to us. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Just listen to this. Romans 5, 1 through 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through whom we also, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Knowing that tribulations produce perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him just what Jesus said in Luke 22. Right? I, I read all that to come back around here to, to, to Luke 22 verses 29 through 30. You see, he lays out something to his disciples. He said, you have stuck around. You've been with me through all this, and I bestow upon you a kingdom just as my father bestowed one upon me that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on the throne judging the twelve tribes of Israel. You know, the disciples had just been arguing. They had just been arguing amongst themselves that who was going to be the greatest. How selfish were they? They they had just been arguing about that. And it wouldn't be long before they flee. They, They... Forsake Jesus and flee from Him. But yet Jesus knew in their hearts that they loved Him. He knew that in their hearts. And that that they had endured criticism for His name. Jesus knew that. And their reward would be the kingdom of heaven and to sit on the throne judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Church, Jesus also knows your heart. He also knows your heart and and what you have endured and what you will endure. He he knows that even though you have struggled in times seeking his word and serving his people, he knows that, that you love him. He knows that you're trying. Church, Jesus is here for you in your walk, in your journey, even when we mess it up. Even when we become selfish just as the disciples were and arguing amongst themselves as to who was the greatest. Jesus still was right there with them. And he said, Hey boys, my kingdom is yours. Just as my father has given me a kingdom, I've given you one. And he promises you a kingdom. He promises you a kingdom just as he told the disciples. And and if you don't already know it, I want you to hear it today. Jesus promises you eternal life. He promises you eternal life with him. If you believe him, if you confess him, if you understand that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God. He said, if you believe in me, you will have life. And even if you're selfish. Because I think every one of us, if I asked, if we were selfish, every one of us would have to raise our hand. You see, uh, we all fall short of the glory of God. But He still loves us. He still loves us with an uncompromised love. Love. But he wants you to know him more and more every day. He he wants you to to imitate him. He he wants you to seek him out. He he wants you to be reading his word, but you know what? Church, if you confess him, you want to follow him. And if you follow him, you'll, you'll want to know more about him. And if you know more about him, you'll want to imitate him. But you have to follow him. You have to make that choice to follow him. Not just let it be words. Not just let it be a a Sunday morning thing that you do with your family. It's a commitment. and It's more than a Sunday morning commitment. It's a life commitment. It's a commitment to to give Him your heart and to deny yourself and to pick up your cross and follow Him. How are we doing? How are we doing that? You see, uh, church, I, I want to imitate you more and more every day. And I know that I mess it up, but that's okay. That's okay, and I want you to hear that, that it's okay when you mess it up. It's okay if if a little dust has gotten on your Bible. But what's not okay is if you don't dust it off and pick it up. Start reading. And start learning who He is. And allow Him to teach you. Because He is a perfect teacher. Perfect. And I want to learn from a perfect teacher. A perfect teacher. And so, church, are you ready to imitate Jesus and serve his people? Because that's what he calls us to do. I'm asking you again, and I pray that your answer is amen. Church, are you ready to imitate Jesus and serve his people? Amen. It's not a chore. I promise you. It's something to be excited about. It's something to be really excited about that we get to, not have to. You don't have to serve God's people, okay? But you get to. You get to serve God's people. And I hope that that's how we look at it. Not that I have to go do this. I I, I have to call somebody. I I have to go over and invite them to Resurrection Sunday. I have to, to do this. I have to do that. No, you get to. So church... Are you ready to imitate Jesus and serve His people? Amen? Amen. Church, I know that we we had a time change here, and I I know that we're a little groggy, and our batteries are a little run down this morning, but but are you ready to imitate Jesus and serve His people? Amen? Amen. 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 You see, uh, I keep talking about that we're going to get outside these walls. I want to get outside of these walls. I want to serve God's people. I want to imitate Jesus so that we can truly say what Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. But if we don't know, if we don't know how to imitate him, if we don't know who he is, if we don't get into his word and understand his word and who he is, we cannot imitate Him. It's impossible. Because if you don't know His Word, but you think you're imitating Him, you're imitating somebody who's told you who He is and what He's about. I don't want to imitate another man. I want to imitate Jesus. And I want to imitate Him and serve His people. And we can only do that by getting outside of these walls. Jesus didn't serve inside of the temple. And I hope I'm okay in saying He taught, but He served those outside. He served those outside, and I want to encourage you to start looking at your servant home. Imitating Jesus and serving Him. Imitating Jesus and serving Him. I'm going to invite the uh, praise team to come on up. but I want to encourage you that if, that if we are committing to imitating Jesus and serving His people, I, I want to walk out of these doors different today than I walked in. Amen. And I'm not saying that you weren't already imitating Jesus and that you weren't already serving people. But I want to make it a commitment, not to each other, but to God Himself. That we're going to strive to imitate Him and strive to serve people. His people. I have fallen short in this. I, I, will, I will be the first to say I'm easily distracted. I'm easily burdened by stuff. But all those are excuses. And I've gotten really good at it. I love the Lord with everything I have. And I hope that you do too. He knows your heart. He knows He knows if you have a heart to serve or not. And that's between you and him. Not anybody else. But I want to encourage you that that if you feel like you've been falling short just like I have to seek Him. To ask Him to lay on your heart Who he wants you to serve. What he wants you to do. Because we can easily go through our day and wake up in the morning and start our day and end our day. And all we did was serve self. And so I want to encourage you today to ask God to open up your heart and your mind. To see where He needs you. And where His people need served. So let me encourage you today to walk out of these doors different. Different because you're seeking Him to imitate you. And be here to serve His people just like He was.
1: And I'll tell you though that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus
0: all that doesn't mean anything, does it? So if you have not confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, I want to encourage you to do that this morning. Because you know what? He will give you a peace. He'll give you an understanding. He'll give you everything that you need to walk this earth and journey with Him. And then you have the promise of eternal life when you confess Him. So I want you to do that today if you haven't. If you haven't been baptized, why not? Come and talk to me. If you've not been baptized. Make it up. Claim that you are His. So today, today, find that servant heart, Father, I thank You for all that You do. I thank You that we have this account of the disciples who are who are arguing amongst themselves as to who is the greatest. You just lay it out. That You are the greatest. You are the greatest one sitting there at the table, but yet You are Were there to serve, because you came to serve men. You came to die on that cross, taking all of our sin and dying with it, being crucified just as it was set, just as it was laid out. You, you completed it. You, the perfect sacrifice for us. You came to serve us. You, you came to die on that cross, lay in the tomb, and be risen from the grave to prove that you are the Christ Son of God. And I pray that we understand what it is to serve. I pray that we seek your words, so that we can understand that you are the perfect teacher and we allow ourselves to be taught and molded by the perfect teacher. Not by this world, but by the perfect teacher. Lord, open our eyes and our hearts to those around us that you have put in our path. That, that we need to serve, that we need to help in whatever way it be. Get our heart's open to that. And then we're not blinded by this world, but we're full vision because of you. I just thank you for that. I pray this morning that if anybody needs prayers, if anybody needs lifted up, anybody struggling here, maybe they have stepped away, maybe their Bible is dusty and they, they just want prayers of encouragement, I pray that they come forward now, Lord, They just put it on their hearts to come, to come forward, not be, not be scared, not be intimidated, but to come forward and just pray and, and seek you. Seek you, Father. God, I thank you that you're here to listen, that you're here with us, that you're here to guide, you're the law. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.